0: Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host, and my name is Tenant Michael. And Michael, so far what episode is this? Hundred and something. Hundred and We have not found the answer of if we can be buddies. I certainly don't feel anywhere close to... Uh, coming to a positive conclusion to that answer, I don't know about you.
1: Insufficient data to reach conclusion. And you further my point. Do you know that the the actor who did the voice of Hal in Space Odyssey two thousand one Space Odyssey was a Canuck? Is that so? Yeah. So the uh, the I think everyone's like uh, perception of what an AI's voice will sound like is a is a Canadian, and I think that's great.
0: Canadians do have good voices. There's a lot of Canadians with good voices. Kiefer Sutherland. Think about that voice. Uh, Donald Sutherland. Peter Mansbridge. There is some... We got good voices up here. Rain Maida and Chantal Kraviazak. Rain Maida's singing voice is... I think has been scientifically proven to be the most beautiful sounding singing voice of all time.
1: I knew a girl who told me that uh, she was she, uh, she was a huge fan of the Canadian rocker Hoxley uh, Workman. Mm. Are you familiar with? his Oh, work? I am. She told me that she went to a Hoxley Workman concert, and that the sound of his voice gave her an orgasm. Oh, <laughs> give me a break! How much more Canadian can you get? That, than that? is lame. No offense. Do any Canadian singers? Where bands give you a, a spontaneous orgasm? Maybe
0: uh, when Jeff Martin of the Tea Port Party would really rage, you know? Really? Yeah, like
1: uh, oh. I think she's coming down again. Oh, For me, it would have to be the the fellows from Zucker Baby.
0: Oh, sure. Remember that band? Andromeda was the
1: song. Andromeda, yes. Boy, no, so I, that's Hysteria by the Def Leppard. I forget how Andromeda. Oh, is. I love Def Leppard, but they're not from Canada. Oh, it makes me so mad! Um, Sheffield
0: I know so much about late 90s, early 2000s Canadian alternative rock music And yeah. that is not helpful in any way In any um, any way, shape, or form So,
1: you're here for your job interview here at IBM I'm just looking at your CV um, and, um, It says you know a lot about uh, 90s Can Rock Yeah, you know a lot about Matthew Good's
0: uh, second album Sure, there was Load Me Up, there was Hello Time Bomb uh, Those were the singles You've got the job Yes!
1: Devils at the roller rink.
0: Yeah, I liked Matthew Good when I was uh, seventeen. It probably is. I mean, it was embarrassing then. It's embarrassing now. But it
1: was funny. I I thought it was silly at the time mm. when the song came out. But he was actually right when he said the future is X-rated. Oh yeah, that guy
0: ruled, man. What's he up to? He's still rocking. You know what's I think. funny? It is interesting how I feel like in Canada, Sloan. It's tempting to be like, oh, Sloan, roll your eyes. You know, they're like, a, as though they were because they were popular here. You, you sort of people get over them. But in the states, I think they're viewed as like, oh, what a cool indie band, Sloan, rule, man. Very differently. I love Sloan. Yeah, yeah. I always have loved them, and yeah. I still love them. But sometimes I feel like in Canada, people will roll their eyes just because they were popular. But in the states, it's more like I remember hearing Tom Sharpling be like, wow, Canada plays Sloan at a hockey game, like as though it's playing. You know, uh, you know. Guided by Voices at a mix yeah, game or something. Oh, no,
1: because because... Yes.
0: Anyway. What a tangent. Our,
1: we, we came out of the gate
0: uh, roaring this I've week. I've had three cups of tea today, and I think that's why I'm, I'm hyped up.
1: Hold this man back. He's full of tea. And I did a bunch of Adderall. Right. Okay. Um, well, James, I'm going to ask you the question that the audience always loves to hear the answer to. How was your week?
0: Okay. Well... 99% of the time, I have great weeks, and you have terrible weeks.
1: Well, uh, th- that's going to happen this week, I think. Well, no.
0: Believe, well, believe it or not, I had a bad week, too. Oh, God, no! You might remember, recently, I've become affiliated with sort of a super-secret elite occult group um, featuring yes. basically the elites of Canada and the world, and we've been... Had a secret meetup. Um, it's pretty illicit, perverted, mm-hmm. and we talk about our plans for the globe. We talk about um, how we're going to influence governments, big corporations, and all that kind of thing to uh, you know our own nefarious ends. Right. And um, on summer solstice day, we had a big, huge, day long, you know, wine fueled yeah. celebration of Bacchus. Right. And did a bunch of perverted things. Um, but I thought it'd be fun to have some people over from this group at, uh, to my house for like a mixer, just to be a bit more casual. Like it's summer, it's fun to have people over. Right. So um, I had a bunch of people over to the, my place. Um, you know, uh, David Gergen, of course, who's in the Bilderberg group, he's part of it. <laughs> right. Uh, ben Mulroney, Mike Harris, Maxime Bernier, uh, Sheldon Adelson. Oh, Sheldon came. Sheldon was there.
1: Everyone knows the show Young Sheldon. If they made a show about Uh, old
0: Sheldon, it would be about him. Uh, Al Pacino, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Gary Rothschild. He's sort of a young Rothschild. Yeah, and uh, Arnold Hitler Jr., who's Hitler's grandson, who's not at all like his grandfather. Oh. Anyway, I had everybody over and. It's so annoying, because it was supposed to be just a fun outdoor mixer, and then later on in the evening, we go all eyes wide shut, as the mysterious elites are wont to do. Um, Lo and behold, I served everybody sliders that I bought from uh, M&M Meats. Okay. And the bloody things made everyone sick. I must have left them out on the kitchen counter too long, and when they were defrosting, and everyone got ill from the damn sliders. Everyone's in the toilet. No oh, one feels like God. doing anything illicit anymore. So
1: No, when you've got bathroom like tummy trouble and yeah. you don't feel like And I only have yeah. seven
0: bathrooms in my place mm. and there was like fifty people there, so it was not
1: Did Did poor old Sheldon make it to the bathroom?
0: No, Sheldon Addison went to the bathroom in a bush. Maxime Bernier was pooping in a vase it was oh. bad. It was really bad.
1: Reminds me of that Pasolini film, Sallow. Have you seen that one? No. A lot of poo in there.
0: I don't even know what you're talking anyway,
1: about. Anyway, we don't need to go down that road.
0: Anyway, so now I'm kind of worried about my standing in the group, and I don't know. Right,
1: because they think you poison them. They're going to associate you with a tu- a, you know, tummy trouble. And, or they'll yeah. just
0: think I'm a loser, which I'm kind we'll of worried all that about. Too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, how was your week?
1: Um, a little less bathroom uh, focused than yours, but mm. uh, it was no happier to each his own Now as you know, I'm a huge fan of the Rolling Stones or as I call them the stones
0: I really I thought they would be too hard rock for you
1: no I love I love uh, Mick and Keith and Charlie and Ron mm. and uh, the other ones too mm. and uh, of course last weekend, Uh, They played the big Canada Day weekend uh, concert at Burles Creek, north of Toronto, right? And this was just the concert they said would never happen. It was scheduled in the winter. Then Mick Jagger had to go in for emergency uh, heart valve replacement surgery. They canceled their appearance. But then Mick was healing nicely, and they rescheduled it, and I went to it. And I was having the time of my life standing there. I went alone. I was standing there in the field alone, with my bottle of water, dancing, and they played hit after hit, and they all look great, and they sound amazing, but, uh, you know, uh, sometimes nostalgia isn't all it's cracked up to be. Okay. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So, um, have you ever seen the, the movie about uh, the Stones' performance at Altamont? I I think I know about it. It was a big disaster. Yeah, well, because a fan was uh, stabbed to death by Hell's Angels, right? Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward to 2019, uh, Burles Creek, and I'm standing there, and the Stones launch into "Jumpin' Jack Flash," mm-hmm. my favorite hit of theirs. How does that go? Uh, I
0: was born. Oh yeah, on a crossfire hurricane. Mm. Bow, bow, doo, 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 doo. I was
1: born.
0: Yeah, ba, da, ba. that yeah. song. Uh,
1: yeah. It, and it's all right. In fact, it's a, a gas. gas yeah, cool. Jumping jack. That's fun. And and so I was dancing, having a wonderful time, you know, smiling. And um, I noticed, oh no, they they seem to have a, they haven't learned by, from their mistakes, and they had hired again at, at Burles Creek as their security detail the hell's angels oh, that's a funny coincidence right? and they had been sort of heckling me and yelling at me throughout the whole concert at this point and why were they yelling at you they were just calling me names and being you know being generally mean and you know throwing stuff at me but then i started dancing i just sort of lost control of my body and i was dancing really hard and the hell's angels one of the, one of them stabbed me in the lung Oh, my God. I got stabbed during, you know, just my luck, during my favorite stone song. Well, what happened Stab- after he stabbed you? Well, I don't know what happened. I woke up in a, in a field hospital. Wow. But, um, yeah, down to one lung now. What? They couldn't fix it?
0: No. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I so. guess we got two. Well, we do, yes. We, you, you kind of feel a waste not to have used up both by the time you go.
1: Right. And it's pretty a pretty cool story to say, like, yeah, I you know, lost a lung. And a stone
0: show. That is kind of neat. Can you take a deep breath now, or can you only take a half breath? Just
1: sort of a halfy, yeah. But, well, um, I
0: guess that's all you need. You to
1: see the Stones.
0: And, uh, does yeah. this make you jealous,
1: Mike? <gasps> okay. <sighs> yes, it does. Oh. So uh, if you're going to the Stones shows, uh, stand well back of the Hells Angels. Gosh,
0: well, I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Well, it's but, okay, um,
1: thank you. Wish you the best. Best Thanks. of luck. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, I guess we should thank our Patreon people.
1: Yes, if you support us on patreon, thank you very much
0: um it's at patreon.com slash i always forget landlord tenant pod landlord tenant pod and if you do it, you get a bonus episode every month called v i p that's very good oh and thank you exquisite. so much If you don't support us, we'll
1: stab you in the lung
0: <laughs> not sure we're supposed to really I'm only joking say that
1: um well,
0: maybe we should do our segment.
1: It's time for the segment.
0: Who was that an impression of?
1: I guess it would be, let's see. <laughs> Who sings like, like, like Cher, sort of? <laughs> time for the segment. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um.
0: Now, this segment is about the season we're in summer baby give us an s give us a u give us a double M E R. and uh summer is known for its hot weather and when it gets hot out in toronto americans probably think oh toronto is it cold all year no it's actually extremely hot in the summer and humid and you're sweaty as hell and the clothing you wear
1: is very important in the summer months to keep Cool to regulate your body temperature, to uh, to look fashionable, mm-hmm. and to uh, you know have
0: fun. So we've got a segment titled "The Landlord and Tenant Podmas Presents Summer Clothing Hacks." So we're going to give you some hacks on how to dress for summer. Okay, so my first summer clothing hack is you all know how in the summer a lot of people put zinc on their nose.
1: Yeah, uh bodyguard lifeguards. Sure.
0: Yeah, and it's this big white blob on their nose to yeah. stop getting a sunburn. Um my s- summer hack is put some of that on your penis. Um okay. Well, there's nothing worse than a burnt penis and uh you you know it it's kind of a fun look. It kind of draws attention to yourself and
1: or it could look like you spilled some of your uh, yogurt on your uh on yourself. Well, and, you know,
0: good if people mix it up with yogurt being spilt on a penis. That's kind of a fun look, too. But uh, just kind of a fun look. And it's actually, like, it's more of a joke, I guess. Because, like, if, if you end up, um, you know, having a date go well and you end up in the bedroom, it's right. kind of a funny joke to be like, hey, look, it's, uh, I'm so concerned about summer. I've got zinc on my penis, too.
1: So are you walking around uh, au natural? Well, it gives uh, you the option.
0: Okay. It basically gives you the option. That just in case your pants come down on a
1: hot summer day, you're fine. Right. You don't want to get uh, a sunburn. I've told this story before, but I'll bring it up again. I had a friend who uh, used to go to a nude beach here in Toronto on the island. uh, And uh, I asked him if he ever put sunscreen on his genitals because he was out there, you know, Saturday and Sunday every weekend during the summer. And he told me, you can't get... Uh, a sunburn down there because it's a different type of skin (laughs) I remember this story (laughs) very very wise different type of skin alright so my first um summer wardrobe hack is uh so you're looking at me James you see I have uh, precipitation I have moisture all over my face because I'm sweating Mm -hmm. right so there's a cool way to stay cool on your face uh All summer, I'm wearing a facial gauze mask to protect my skin, not only from the sun, but to absorb any uh, sweat, any precipitation. And you can get it in sort of different uh, printed patterns, like there's a floral pattern. There's one that has lightning bolts. So you're basically wrapping your head in bandages
0: in a hot summer day.
1: To stay cool and avoid getting a sunburn. Does that keep you cool? It, yeah it absorbs the sweat I mean it's it makes it a little hard to breathe but you, mm. you have to sort of move the strips beside your nostrils and your mouth just mm. to make sure you and you can just breathe. walk down the street like that yeah and I you know stay cool and I stay looking good <laughs> okay uh here's my next summer clothing
0: hack um who doesn't work up an appetite in the summer on a summer's day oh uh, you don't?
1: Oh, sorry. I thought you. Were, I missed no no. Yeah, who doesn't?
0: Like you, right, you right, do right. work up an appetite on a hot summer's day, uh, and there's nothing nicer uh, to have on a hot summer's day than a hot bowl of soup. So if you want to save money on electricity, take some soup, pour it in a Ziploc bag, stick it in your shorts, duct tape it around your waist, walk around all day, do your th- do your you know job and your your errands. Then when you get home, it's been so hot outside and the body heat from your body, you'll have a piping hot bowl of soup ready to serve.
1: Oh, so you're saying you cook the soup yeah. throughout the day using your body's Body heat. heat and the heat of the sun It's
0: just in your right. shorts in a Ziploc bag. And then when you get home, you pour the Ziploc bag into a bowl, You we've got hot soup. Great. Right. Saves money on microwave. Saves
1: money on microwave. Mm-hmm. What is, <laughs> what is your favorite flavor of soup? Uh, New England clam chowder. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'm more of a Italian wedding soup
0: kind of guy. Mm. What is an Italian wedding soup? (laughs) Everything but the kitchen sink?
1: Basically. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My second summer wardrobe hack um, is... So, if you're like me and you're a guy, you wear um, sandals or flip-flops or Crocs all the time, you know? I don't like to wear a full shoe because it makes your feet hot. Mm-hmm. The problem, though, again, just like with the facial gauze mask, um, is you're exposing your feet to the rays of the sun. Mm-hmm. And sunscreen can be expensive, so I have a solution. It's called foot umbrellas. and you So, you drill a hole into your sandals or your Crocs, or whatever, and then you get a little... You know those little umbrellas they give you when you get a cocktail, um, a drink, like a margarita or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. So you get a bunch of those, and then you drill holes in your sandals or Crocs, and then you plant those umbrellas there to provide shade to your feet and your toes and your ankles. Interesting. Foot or you can get a one big umbrella for your each foot. You'd go to all this tr- trouble rather
0: than just wear shoes?
1: Yeah, because they don't look good in summer, hmm. and they make your feet hot. So I'd rather drill holes in my sandals and c- put in. I'm surprised you didn't drill them into your actual feet. Well, if I was a, um, you know, guys who like get uh, horns implanted in, there, yes, in their yes, i thought about like, doing that. Yeah, I guess some guys might might do that. Very cool. I knew yeah. there was a bouncer once at a goth bar in Toronto who had horns on his uh, really? skull. Yeah, wow.
0: Uh, Well, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I want to transform myself into a full demon. Red skin, horns, wings. I think that'd be cool. Cool is one word for it. <laughs> Here's my third and final summer clothing hack. The mong. I'm sorry, come again? It's called a mong. A male thong. For too long... Thongs have only been aimed at women. Thong underwear, thong bikini. It's time men took this over too because everybody knows the part of underwear that makes you the hottest is the bit of fabric that hangs over each cheek. It (laughs) is just an outrage that in this day and age with global warming, if that's even real, men are still wearing boxers or briefs. Let's get the mong going. I'm actually thinking of starting a business about it.
1: I uh, couldn't disagree more. And, and just listeners can't see, but James is—he's sitting on my couch with his legs splayed so casually, and he's wearing a mong as as you call it. Absolutely, and, uh, I am going to have to wipe up this couch after you leave. I don't—it's—it's it's too little clothing. Well, I don't like it. Get over it. So here's my third and final summer wardrobe hack. Body paint. Do you remember when Demi Moore, all those years ago, she appeared on the cover of Vanity Fair, uh, Pregnant, and she had a body paint? That started the body paint yeah. revolution. Yeah, and it's still going on. Long may it live. And uh, you might not know this, James, but this whole time you've been sitting across from me, I'm actually uh, completely naked. Uh, but you can't tell because I have some nice body paint on that makes it look... Like I'm wearing a full like uh, business suit, like a Gucci type suit.
0: I hate to break this to you, Mike, but it is extremely obvious that you are naked and just wearing paint. Like maybe in your mind uh, you think, "Oh, this looks like I'm wearing a suit." I see every detail of your body. It,
1: you're it, just being a contrarian. No, I'm not. Tell me you have not been wearing this anywhere else. I've been yes. I went went shopping. I went bought the groceries in this today. Mike, you no see everything to... very clearly. Well, I don't know. Maybe no. Uh, I do know. Maybe you've I'm got literally looking X-ray at vision.
0: everything. I do not have X-ray vision.
1: Anyway, I feel cool. I feel very like uh, I don't feel overheated. I'm not sweating. And to me, it looks looks good. It does not. It looks. You look like a madman. Okay. Leave it at that. Anyway, if you want to stay cool, just body paint. This was a great segment that we did called Summer Wardrobe Hacks.
0: Well, everybody loves hacks. Like, that's the thing about living in nearly 2020 now.
1: Remember this? Hacksaw Jim
0: Duggan. Oh, I've seen him live on really? the Danforth. Yes, like of not long ago. Oh, is Marty he Marty Topps, oh. two time guest, took me and uh, and his girlfriend, Candace. They, we went and uh, went wrestling. Went to watch wrestling on the Danforth and Hacksaw Jim Duggan was there. Poor guy could barely walk around. His knees were, looked so so bad. I mean, oh. he, I'm not being literal. He, he was walking around, but he looked, you know, wrestling looked like it had taken a toll on his body.
1: That's it's unusual because usually those guys live long lives. and They look great by the time they're in their mid to late 40s. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, it's very strange. Well, Michael, why don't we take a
0: break and sure. come back with our guest.
1: Welcome back to the show, everybody. We've got a doozy of a guest for you today. Now, James, when I say the word summer, what do you think of? Um, Lying on a beach. Video games. Everywhere you go, everyone's talking about video games, and that's why this week we're bringing him back for his second appearance on the show. He's one of Canada's top video game designers and experts. We're welcoming him to the show again. Please welcome Bryn Potty. Hey. Hi, Bryn. How's it going? Good.
2: How are you? Good. Just to go back to something you guys said earlier, um, the Canadian singer who would give me an orgasm is the scratchy voice guy from Len.
0: Oh, oh right. Yeah. I was riding on the grass. Careful, Whoa, careful.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Is
1: his name Len?
2: I think, is their last name Len? Because they were a brother and sister, right? They were a brother and sister, yeah. And they got inappropriately close on a motorcycle in the video, as I recall. Oh, yeah, what were they doing? Just sort of driving around town, kind of... Bit weird. Yeah, really kind of touching each other in a way that I wouldn't touch my siblings.
1: Well, I don't have a sister, so I don't know if it's standard... For you to, like, drive around on a motorcycle and be sexy together?
2: Uh, uh, I've got two sisters, and I will say that it's unusual. <laughs> okay,
1: you're the expert. <laughs> anyway, wow.
2: we're, we're celebrating 20 years of Steal My Sunshine this year. So. Is years. that
1: 20 years old? Yeah, 1999. Wow. I, I heard the Royal Canadian Mint is issuing a special coin <laughs> to commemorate uh, the anniversary of Steal My Sunshine. And it has the Len siblings... Uh, one being inappropriate each, together on one the, at each side.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's neat. So on one side is one side the queen, and one side is the brother and sister from land. No, one side is the brother, and one side is the sister. Oh, and
1: there's like each. They each have a like a cartoon uh, speech bubble, and the the brother's saying, "I love my sister," and uh, the sister's saying, "I I also love my brother."
2: Yeah, and everyone understands that commemorates <laughs> steal my sunshine. <laughs> I remember in high school,
0: one of my friends bought the CD of the Len that Steal My
1: Sunshine was on,
0: and he was insistent that the album was sick.
1: Really? What was the album called? Like, Down on the Upside or something? Or- don't remember. I could not tell you. That was, like,
2: the golden years of, like, mixed CDs for me. So I don't know a lot of the oh, albums from... mix
0: mixed CDs. Like, you'd, you'd get them, do them on your computer and then burn the CD?
2: Yeah, or you would get your friend with a, with better internet than you to, like... Yeah, one for you. It might be you
1: would tell him all the songs. You yeah. can't stop the bum rush. Oh yeah, was the name of the album.
0: We should definitely play uh, play some blend on the podcast. I would My, love to
1: even get them. I'm sure they might be available to appear. That is true. A lot of those artists from back then are
2: coming back. Like um, this will be old news by now, but Lou Bega is back on the scene. No, with the, in a collaboration with Scatman John called Scatman and Hatman.
1: So tell us about what? this because you've been all over social media recently talking about uh, Scatman and Hatman. <laughs>
0: well. I came across it. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. Is this the scat man who did like the, I'm the scat man. Yes. Uh, No, it's a different guy. I don't know. Cause that guy's awesome, but he's gotta be like 80. He's dead. Oh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) this is, this is, I can assure you not a bit, a real thing that Lou Bega has put out a song in the last month. (laughs) called scat man and hat man that starts with the video for i'm the scat and he says i'm the scat man and then lou bega says and i'm the hat man and puts on a hat <laughs> and then sings a song about how the two of them are gonna travel in time and go online and that's and then they just take verses from the Scatman
1: song because he's long so why so, Lou Bega, he's looking to, or his management is like, we need to like freshen up your image. Everyone knows you from Mambo number five. Obviously, that was, a long, they should commemorate that song as well. I'm sure it's been at least. I, should, I 20 think years. in
2: Germany, there's a coin for it. Right.
1: Oh, is he a German man? Yes. Lou
0: Bega's German?
1: <laughs> yes. I thought wow. he was as American as apple pie. <laughs> well, he's a German man. No, it all makes sense now. <laughs> well, um, yeah,
0: because you know what? I'm pretty sure I saw Lou Bega wearing a. Bundesliga German soccer league <laughs> T-shirt one time. Hmm.
1: Wow. Um, so Bega's German management, or he was like, I need to freshen up my image, and uh, he was gonna like ride the the dead coattails of yes, Scatman, Scatman John. and he was like, I will not be. So he's not going by Bega, He's calling himself Hatman.
2: He's the Hatman to to like. <laughs> Compliment that's so the stupid man. and
1: how does the hat what does he do to become hat man he just wears a hat and in the video he's so like simply it's so brilliant In <laughs> in the video
2: women are putting different hats on him and he's like giving like looks to show like mm, i don't like that one or like and okay, the women- I, could,
1: I could do that do the women um noticeably like uh, are they attracted to him wearing this hat?
2: They seem pretty indifferent. They've got like the sexual energy of like like a gap commercial kind of dancing.
0: <laughs> but it's stupid because it's not like Lou Bega was known as the Hat Man. No, he No one gave- was like, here comes the Hat Man, Lou Bago.
2: Long- no, like- he gave himself this nickname a month ago. It's not that
0: original that he's wearing a hat.
2: No, but that's that's he's he's starting to become the hat I don't know. It's uh you gotta do. We gotta do something. Yeah, you do to keep keep up.
0: I I love. It is so worth watching the Scatman John videos. I watched one recently for Scatman's World, which is a really good song. I actually genuinely like the song because it's not the. It's different than I'm the Scatman. It's like a different, but it's very similar. But it's funny watching the Scatman guy because he looks like, you know, the kind of dude you'd see sitting in Tim Hortons, smelling of cigarette smoke, drinking a coffee, like. Right. But the music is like nine, late 90s club music. Yeah, almost like I don't know, like uh like
2: like, Will McCoy or Exactly. Like,
0: yeah. And it's just a weird contrast where it's like a a man you'd expect like at a you know, Portuguese bakery on Dundas like buying cigarettes. Yeah, like <laughs> in a sort of uh better off alone style like pop song. It's so weird. I love it. I love it. Well, scatman song and scatman's world. I genuinely love both. Well, he's back. So uh, he's back. He's back,
2: he's from, back from beyond the, the grave. Do you think they ever met? I can't imagine because he I have looked into this. He died months after Mambo number no. 5 came out. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love oh, that you've God. done research into this. Maybe
1: by his deathbed, he like the last song he heard was Mambo number no. 5. Maybe his his ghost thinks
2: that he's collaborating with a superstar.
1: So I, I'm just doing some research here, and I'm, I've found on the Wikipedia entry for Scatman, um, his final remarks uh, on his deathbed, it says here, even while suffering, Larkin remained... <laughs> Larkin, his real last <laughs> name is Larkin, remained positive, saying, quote, whatever God wants is fine by me. I've had the very best life. I have tasted beauty. And that's the man who's saying... I'm the Scatman.
0: Uh-huh. It's a ama- The when he first kicks in with a... scat, it's like it's wild. Like the first time you hear that, your eyes bulge out of your head. Yeah, my God,
1: what a great guy! Well, it's nice that he, his memories being honored by Lou Bega, born in Munich. Hmm.
2: Yeah, well, I think Scatman John is from a European country. He well. definitely is. Yeah. I don't know that for
0: sure, but I really feel it in my heart.
1: So Lou Vega is, wow. is he? I wonder if he's gonna go on tours. Hat man. Well, we've got the, holograms
2: now. The song says in the song he says that he and the Scatman are on a world tour
1: and <laughs> oh, talks wow. about the cities that
2: they're doing in the tour. But or if he's I mean, just
1: lugging the corpse of Scatman around like a weird weekend at Bernie's thing. Imagine at the concert, it's part Lou Vega,
0: and then they go and now to honor Scatman John, and then they sing Ave Maria.
1: I
2: hope one of your listeners Cuts that out and like Puts some music behind it and makes like a fun fun Drop out of that oh
1: I'd be so Embarrassed if that happened
2: wow I wonder who like uh, genuinely Whoever
0: thought let's take This scatman guy and and make him Famous was a genius what was Scatman John doing before I'm the scatman like (laughs) Making mixtapes of, you know, self-made four tracks of, like, scatting? He was potentially just
2: scatting, like, I guess, like, in clubs or something. <laughs> but he'd be, like, in jazz songs, I guess? Yeah, or even just, like, on, like, the street? Because he, oh. he came into <laughs> that fam late in life, I think.
0: It's weird to imagine, like, you, you pass on the street, like, homeless guy, oh, scat guy, scatting for money.
1: Like uh, sk- it says that he discovered <laughs> scat music at the age of twelve. <laughs> That's young to do that. That's
0: really young to be scatting.
1: What was I doing at the age of twelve? Had I even, did I even know that scat music existed at that <laughs> young impressionable age?
2: <laughs> I, I feel like Raffy must have some like scatting in his music, right?
1: So you might have like, do you think? Well, he definitely. He says some, the- frankly, bizarre things. Yeah. Uh, banana phone, uh, you know, peanut all butter, re- all jelly. All I
0: remember of Raffy was, uh, you brush your teeth. <laughs> that could be considered. Well, I guess that's a kind of a scat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Lou Beggar can incorporate Raffy into his next... Uh,
0: I think Raffy's on call. Twitter a lot. I think he... He goes yeah. after people on Twitter. I think I've seen him. Yeah.
2: No. Rafi's excuse. Yeah. He's not like a, a mega kind of guy now, is he?
0: Oh, yeah. No. He's going after the lefties. <laughs> now. Nah, he's like a super environmental man
1: now. Oh, okay. Rafi. Okay. uh yeah, he's on Twitter. And, uh, well, I hope Lou Bega's newest incarnation... He's, he's a lot like David Bowie. Who David Bowie had different personas. So Lou Bega had, you know, Mambo Number no. 5 Lou Bega. Now he has...
2: Yeah, hat he, he had the Mambo years, and now he's into
1: his hat period. <laughs> All this talk of hats reminds me that yesterday, uh, when I was walking uh, to meet you, James, there was a, a guy in his like early 60s walking toward me on the street, and a gust of wind, it was a little windy yesterday, and he was wearing a like straw hat, and the wind blew the hat off, and I just laughed out loud. <laughs> and I didn't even have the... Uh, it happened so quickly, I didn't even have a moment to like... Um, help the man or or just like I usually would have hidden that but it just was so (laughs) visually funny uh, that I laughed and I felt bad about it
2: like a straw boater hat or like okay that's very
1: funny and it blew off and he was like oh and uh, I'll yeah I've got a great idea
0: we've got to record a parody of I'm the Scat Man that you sing Mike called I'm the Pod Man gonna press record and then I'm pod (laughs) imagine
1: (laughs) I can see that being a big hit
2: could go viral It it could, like, I don't think Scatman and Hatman has more than, like, a 100,000 hits on YouTube, so.
1: There's not quite as popular as Bombo. Bryn, you
0: (laughs) totally know, like, you are on the ball Uh, with this stuff. I think you had a really good one for us last time, too.
2: In all honesty, I saw this video, and I, I did like stop what i was doing to, to <laughs> learn to learn everything about it in that moment
0: oh man have you uncovered any other wild gems recently on in the internet of big weirdos
2: <sighs> like nothing nothing really tops nothing can really that's top the that top right of now. the list right that's, now that's the biggest thing in my life right now is probably <laughs> that and that and
0: that. <laughs> oh my god so how's the uh, how's the video game designing going? It's going
2: good. I um, E three was about a month ago,
1: right? Oh, were you there in Vegas?
2: Yeah, I was presenting my new my new game. Um, uh, where you like you fight your dad and like your <laughs> teachers? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> really yeah and this is a game this is your game it's a game that i'm yeah that uh that i'm, I'm currently raising money on kickstarter for okay so like you kind of make a customizable avatar of you and then the main bad guy is like your dad and he's
1: can you choose how, you, how the dad looks as well or yeah or is it?
2: yeah you okay. can custom you can put a picture of like your own dad in there and it'll like that's it awesome that's
0: a he, great that's actually a really good idea
2: yeah, he like yell, yells at you and stuff, and you can kind of program in what his problems with you are. You can, and then at the end, you just fucking wail on him.
1: So is it hand to hand combat, or are you allowed? Oh, please tell me you don't have like an arsenal of weapons to use against your your poor dad. Um, the you know it's <laughs> it's
2: like a loot box kind of thing where like the more you right. play, the more like uh, weapons okay. you can unlock, and but if you like pay right away, you can. You can get like the bat or the board with the nail in it. Now, can you reverse?
1: uh, Does it always have to be from the point of view of the son? Can you reverse it so you play as the dad? And of course, I'm thinking of uh, famously how Marvin Gaye's father murdered Marvin Gaye. Can you perhaps. (laughs) Uh, uh, play as you know Marvin Gaye's dad or or your dad killing yourself.
0: No, I feel like you've got it, this game has got to be about killing a dad, not a dad killing the son.
1: Yeah, well, I, I thought
2: I'd ask. Well, uh, that's that's part of the that's one of our stretch goals for Kickstarter. If we get enough money, we'll add in a a day one patch where you can you can kill
1: your son. <laughs> you could be Marvin Gaye's dad. <laughs> I think a game <laughs> where you played as Marvin Gaye's dad would be probably it would make like Red Dead Redemption or. Um Zelda Zelda or you know uh Fortnite look like you know child's play a flash in the pan that would be the game that would be huge well, a, we could call it gay dad and <laughs> <laughs> which is a nice play of words play on words and also factually correct yeah
0: every boy wants to beat up his dad that has that is a 100% like guarantee of every single boy in the world when you're like twelve, you want to beat up. I mean, don't you? I, I,
2: yeah, I think that it would be a good like. People would play it. People, uh, would, hell yeah. People would pick it up on Steam or whatever. You. And you said and teachers as well. You, yeah, we'll put we'll <laughs> put teachers in there. Maybe like uh, your dad's friends or like uh, the guy, <laughs> the guy who won't sell you cigarettes at the convenience store, except you can really right. You know any authority open it figure? Up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's that's I love it I love that did did you guys ever have any teachers in your this must have been like the tail end of it of like teachers who ever hit kids in the class? Wow, actually, I feel like I remember
0: there was a boy in my grade school who was really trouble like we get into trouble, and I feel like he said his parents agreed to a thing where. He could get like can like uh blue rulered in the butt or something. Like they agreed they to agreed something. To a yeah, rule. like he's maybe he was probably full of shit <laughs> and, like try to sound cool, but he so told he was me bragging, like
1: yeah well, my parents agreed to a rule. Yeah, I'm so they hit me the, a... they hit me.
0: But that uh, he was full of it. There's no way. This was like nineteen ninety five. There's no way. Wow. I don't think. I don't know.
2: No, I can't imagine. So that was 14 they, years. That it was a negotiation between his parents and the <laughs> yeah, principal. The,
1: the teacher presented a proposal like, I would like to have the right to hit your child with a stick. And this, was, They made a counteroffer. <laughs> ruler this,
2: only in the butt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this same kid sat next to me in grade nine, and he was like, this is how wise he was. He's like, man, Christianity is a cult. Think about it. Chanting, praising a God, like it's a cult, man. No wonder the teacher was allowed to hit him in the butt. I know. I mean, he was a wise... Like, he, man, he was a
2: wise... Brilliant. Giving given me a lot to think about even now.
1: I know. Could, could that be a game? I mean, you're the professional, but like a game where you're an atheist and you have to run around the city and uh, like go to Avoid like... Avoid being uh, christened? Yeah, you have to stop a baby from being christened. Or yourself. Yes. Chief People are chasing you to christen you. And you have to kill them and then stop... a. Baby. I,
0: I, I remember Mike <laughs> suggesting a video game idea where the you're trying to take the communion and you've got to like jump over a pew that's moved into the way and you know yeah. a, a fan is falling from the roof of the church. You got to avoid that and you're just trying to get to the altar to take your you communion. You need to
1: avoid like a, a pervert priest who keeps.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine that like in all honesty that there has got to be a market of christians who are desperate for a video game that caters to them that's actually that true probably buy well, whatever you put out if you put anything bible related in it like christian
0: like, rock like yeah. or, or christian movies yeah they do just- well absolutely kirk cameron does a million of them
2: yeah. mm, there's a good one on um netflix right now where the girl from one of the girls from mean girls Is so desperate for a date that she goes on a Christian date. Dude,
0: I've seen it. (laughs) It's amazing. It's pretty
2: good. Morgan Fairchild um, is in it as well. Yeah, and it's directed by Corbin
0: Mm Burnson. And I'm going to give a shout out here again. This is like second episode in a row. Superfan Aaron Eves and uh, Steph Callender showed me. And it's called Christian. The movie's called
2: Christian Christian Mingle. Mingle. Yeah. And then she talks about how she went on Christian Mingle, which is weird. So was the movie an ad for Christian Mingle? It very much is. There used to be a show on Netflix that is no longer on it uh called It Takes a Church and this is not and this was also sponsored by Christian Mingle. That is weird. And I don't I again swear to God I'm not making this up. But uh it was a Christian dating show <laughs> where you would show up at church and then they would like call you up and be like, Hey, um, you know, we understand you're having a hard time finding a partner. So like there's like three eligible men in church who want to date you. And then the, you and the pastor get to decide who you're going to go on a date with by the end when they like compete to go on a date with you. And wow. the, pastor. the pastor gets involved. You like interviews wow. the men to make sure like, what's this about you already having a baby? Is like, is everything cool with that? And uh... <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, um,
0: I, I, I actually remember the plot of Christian Mingle pretty well. So uh, I mean, spoiler, alert, spoiler alert, but I can tell you like the, the basic plot of it. Was this woman a girl from uh, Party of Five, Lacey Chabert? Yeah, <laughs> she um, is just having trouble dating, and she is Christian, but not mega Christian, not practicing. Okay. So she, but she isn't like anti religion at all. So she goes on Christian mingle, goes on dates with a wonderful, super Christian guy, and then basically at the end, again, spoiler alert: the guys, the guy realizes that she wasn't super Christian; she was just kind of Christian. And he dumps her, and she's like, "You're right, I'm suck," and that's it. And Wait, it's like this whole that's like the message of the movie. Yes, it's like isn't it, shouldn't it be like, oh, you know, it should, it doesn't matter that you weren't <laughs> mega Christian, you were just kind of Christian. That's fine. I love you. The message of the movie was like. Yes, you're wrong that you misrepresented yourself as, as Christian as me, and you're right that that,
1: that uh you, you should dump me. Join Christian Mingle today. <laughs> yeah, it was so
0: strange. Even by the even by those movie standards, the ending is so weird. Yeah, worth y- watching huh. big time. Yeah,
2: usually those movies are like um Woman from the big city mm. works for like a blog or something. <laughs> needs to end up in a small Christian town for yeah. whatever reason. Meets a guy with a dead wife and some kids. <laughs> gives up her
1: career to raise his kids.
0: <laughs> it's the plot of all of, right. those,
1: would, all of those movies. And I would play a video game with that plot. Yeah, like yeah, like like a, a
2: Christian dating sim. Yeah. I I honestly think there would be a huge well, play audience as for the, that. You
0: play as the woman who writes for a blog and is missing something in her life, and you try to marry this super Christian dude.
2: Mm-hmm. There are actually a lot of games about like dating <laughs> simulations.
0: Really? Yeah,
2: that actually is a real. That's I, a real thing. I We're haven't like- seen
0: any of those like on, on the computer a like lot steam? i
2: think a lot of them are on steam yeah and
0: what kind of stuff do you do like it's kind of like cho- you you choose
2: choices sort of yeah you like it's like a lot of different dialogue trees and stuff and you like <laughs> huh. go on different activities and like try to get different men or women to fall in love I, with. but it
0: is thrilling i have played a game a while ago called persona five okay and it's like a japanese game and um you, part of it is you fight through stuff But also you just live this life As this Tokyo teenage boy And the parts where you like Try to build up relationships I know it's really nerdy But it is re- It's like weirdly compelling You get obsessed with like I want to date this girl <laughs> This teenage Japanese g- Virtual girl Wow I'm
1: a scatman. Yeah <laughs> And I'm the Hatman. Yeah. Shorty, I'm not stopping. On a worldwide tour. Now everybody's skating, Mix it up to the sound of the mambo. Yes, I can't be blocking. Yeah. 20 years and more. Scanning Lula, popping. Yeah. Take what your mama gave ya. Scatman and Hatman. Traveling time. Scatman and Hatman. Going online. Scatman with Hatman. Do it in style. Let's go, go, go. and let them. Now Brynn, when you were at E3, did you did you pitch any other games or did you see any other exciting new games uh that you might want to tell us about or what's uh, what's new uh in the world of video games?
2: I mean, they're like they're really pushing to make Fallout 76 uh bigger and better. Everyone loved it so much that they <laughs> that they're trying to really double down on that one. It was exciting to to talk to people about how excited they were for that.
0: I I played Fallout New Vegas. Fallout seventy six is the new one.
2: It's the it's the one where they just were like you can be just in the woods and there's nothing else to it and people got people are mad people are not happy with it but oh. they're doubling down. So
1: just a video game about struggling to live in the woods. Well, it's post apocalyptic, Michael. I yeah. get so, it. So, okay. so in a
0: recent Fallout, they all start you you kind of wake up in a pod underground and it's and the place is destroyed. And you're like, oh, because it's after a nuclear war. And then you merge from the pod into a wasteland. And Yuck. it's often a, a Boston or Washington, D.C., but it's a wasteland after a nuclear war. And the game is you kind of wander around this wasteland, join factions, uh, you know, mm. beat the bad guys of this wasteland. There's mutants running around after you. It's oh, very good.
2: God. But this new one, they took all of that out, and it's just in the <laughs> woods.
0: So you are just in the woods.
2: <laughs> yeah, people were like very upset. Really? Oh, yeah. Have you tried VR? <laughs> I haven't tried a lot of VR. You know what? No, I, I, um, my friend, Hannah and I hosted a, had to host a women's film festival one time. <laughs> where Okay. They, <laughs> this is coming to VR, but it was <laughs> like they, a host came up and did all of the housekeeping for us and was like, so, you know, this is like the film festival. These are all the movies you're going to see. And like, sponsored by whatever. And they're like, are you ready to see some like great films made by these like great women directors and everyone cheered. And he was like, okay, but first these guys are going to do some sketch comedy for you. <laughs> oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> In a movie theater. And we had to do like 10 minutes. And then at the end we had to host a panel. And one of the panelists designed a VR that we tested out. And all you did in this VR was stood in a classroom while a voice taught you about something. And all you could could interact with was you could pick up a log and put it in a stove.
1: Right. Uh, Well, that's
2: that's. That's the only Um, VR experience I I have, actually. (laughs) I
0: went into a video game store, and I I, um, talked to the dude behind the counter. He was kind of a cheesy guy. He kind of looks like a metal guy, and he had, like, nose ring and long Viking kind of hair, but he's a bit cheese. And uh, he's like, I have a VR helmet. Yeah, I do. Uh, Actually, just about – it. you know, when you put it on, it's like you're watching in a movie theater. And every night, I'll put on the VR helmet as I'm going to bed and watch a movie as I'm falling asleep. (laughs)
2: He Jesus did. He said Christ. that. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I guess it <laughs> looks. Say, oh, what does doesn't your partner uh, find that uh, uh, <laughs> peculiar?
0: No, but I, I guess if you got a VR helmet on, maybe I've seen the like on the computer that you can make it look like you're in a theater and stuff. I really want to try VR. I've asked, and again, we're mentioning Aaron left, right, and center. One of probably my only friend I thought would go with me to a VR lounge was Aaron, and I've asked him if he wants to go, and he said he would. So Aaron and I are going to go to a VR lounge or something. I'll go.
1: All right, you go yeah. too. I'll come too. Let's make a Mike, like a you are not
2: going to want to have a, a guy's VR Guys, night on. out
1: at the VR lounge. Yeah, you are, are you like prone to
2: motion sickness or anything like
1: that? I am. Yeah, even just walking I get a little bit sick, but uh I want I don't want to be left behind. They by might there might technology. be a VR game that's up your your speed, Michael, maybe
0: like a you know, read the works of Charles Dickens on you know, on VR. Well,
2: like and I said, this VR's. one where you're in an old schoolhouse and just a, a voice <laughs> Teaches you a lesson while you stand there.
1: Hmm. When I was a kid, I had a subscription to the magazine Nintendo Power. Oh, me too. Yep. Remember that? And uh, they always had these like uh, photo essays. <laughs> 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 Nintendo Power was famous for its photo essays, award winning photo essays. But they always would show this guy who was like, I guess, known as like the best nintendo gamer on the planets i think his name was dexter if i'm not mistaken cool. and he was like this guy in his 20s who wore like a bow tie and had glasses and uh i used to like be very jealous of this man because was like oh he gets to test out all the games and stuff but then when i got older i wasn't jealous of him anymore. <laughs> isn't that a good story
0: you know what's weird these these um gaming uh like groups of dudes who all live in a house. And I can't remember if we talked about this last time, but like they get, they make money playing video games, I guess on Twitch. Yeah. And then, but they have groups of boys in a house who all do it together, I
1: guess.
2: Yeah. It's honestly, you know, I'm a, I'm a, obviously a real game designer who's, who's big big in this world, but I will admit that everything about that confuses me.
0: Me too. I I watched, did you see on uh, Netflix, there was a documentary called, I think it was seven days out and they 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 looked at different events in the 7 days prior to them and what goes into the preparation like the big dog show the Westminster dog show and the Kentucky Derby and one of the events they showed was a big esports match and i yeah i i like video games i get it but i don't get i don't get that i i don't understand
2: no i also i don't get like um there's a lot of them a lot of these youtube videos are like four hours long of just somebody being like here's why super mario odyssey isn't that great and it's like <laughs> two and a half million views on like this like four hours. and none of them their voices aren't good they're just really they <laughs> they don't edit anything i you know Damn. and again it's it's the content is just so much more popular than anything that anybody i know has ever created <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> wild, wild! Mike,
2: what games
1: did you play
0: when you were a youngster?
1: Ah, uh, I loved uh, playing uh, pro wrestling on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked, uh, I loved uh, the original Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. um, Super Mario Three, of course. Doo, 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 you know? uh, don't here, here's the thing. Recently, that there was like a uh, Toronto Symphony Orchestra was doing like you know how they do from time to time, like an evening of video game music. It's like <laughs> the symphony orchestra is playing The Legend of Zelda, or like mm-hmm. the music of Super Mario Brothers, and I th- think it's so funny to imagine all these like world-class musicians mm. who have like sacrificed so much in their lives to be like the best piccolo player or the best like violinist, and then the only th- like popular concerts they give are like mm-hmm. fucking the music of Legend of Zelda. <laughs>
0: Spoken like like someone who doesn't appreciate Zelda, Bryn.
1: Yeah,
2: Breath of the Wild. Hello. Some good tunes in Breath of the Wild. That what that accordion one that that Birdman plays. (laughs)
0: Really? (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: Oh damn! I wish I could do it Uh, off the top of my head. It's got different lyrics every time that give you hints.
0: Yeah, when you find that Birdman and he's playing that accordion, that's when you know he's near and you hear the accordion. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh man.
1: How about you, James? What were your favorite? uh...
0: Well, like we were talking about beforehand, Mario World and Mario 3, hard to top those. Um, I love those ones. Mm. Has,
1: has Toad or the Princess ever had their own spin off game? I hate to give a
2: serious answer, but yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Toad?
2: Captain Toad Treasure Tracker.
1: <laughs> is that a, tell us about the game and tell us, is it good?
2: It's pretty boring. You just walk around and. You, it's like you just walk around a little box and you can't jump. And he, huh. sorry, it's it's, very dry. <laughs> it, it's weird
0: imagining what Toad's life would be like. I mean, I guess he's basically a servant of the princess. He's about two feet tall.
1: Do you think he's a eunuch?
0: Mm, yeah,
1: often, I think so too. I don't think yeah. the,
0: I don't think the mushroom people get sexual.
1: Well, because often uh, eunuchs would be you know uh, castrated or whatever, so they wouldn't try and ever sleep with the queen or the. Uh, princess or whatever's right, so this mm. is historically accurate, I guess.
0: Well, that's true, but because what would be more disturbing than imagine being in the Mushroom Kingdom and you're in the in the castle and you open the castle and two of the mushroom people are having sex? Like that would be really upsetting. They'd probably even be kissing, executed. even if they were k- just doing anything. I don't know. I don't like the idea of it. Okay,
2: they're they're pretty. Yeah, they're not that much less disgusting than like the Goombas or. Turtles, frankly,
0: that's true. Maybe the mush like the toad mushroom guys are like, like, the same as the Goombas, but, but they just you know are good.
2: Fuck, man, they just they just need to get together and realize
0: that it's like. Do you think? Yeah, they got to Goombas <laughs> and Toads got to get together. Do you think the original Mario brother designer was tripping, walking mushrooms, taking a mushroom to get bigger and throw fireballs?
1: Reminds me of uh, the. One pill makes you small and the other makes you large. Yeah. Uh, the other makes us out fireballs. <laughs> the other gives you pee wings. And the <laughs> other gives you <laughs> But it is very psychedelic. It really, if you think about Mario, man. Wow. Psychedelic Italian. Mm. Well, do you think the game would have been as popular
2: if it was called Psychedelic S-
1: Italian? Psychedelic <laughs> Italian? <laughs>
0: They, they should have had like weird levels where the colors all bleed into each other. You know
1: that would have been. How old would Mario be at this point? Because the game franchise has been around since what? Donkey Kong early eighties. Yeah. So would he be in his sixties by now?
2: I would think so. Let's say he's like what, like twenty four when he first <laughs> when he first fights Donkey <laughs> Kong. Right.
0: I yeah he you know. <laughs> He looks like for, he always looks 40 to me but sometimes guys like that look 40 when they're 24. Yeah. It's He true. probably was 24. I
1: remember I went to in high school there were some kids who like played on the hockey team who had like full beards like balding, you know, five kids that looked tired and they were just teenagers like me. Mm. Bizarre. And he 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 put on weight between 3 and world. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Oh, you're totally right. So, maybe we should see a more realistic uh almost like what was that uh the Expendables, like the old guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. old Mario.
0: Old Mario. Oh, also, like the it wasn't there the Batman comic, the Dark Knight or something, where it's like old Batman. Yeah, imagine, yeah, an old Mario. Like, so the fireballs, good idea.
1: The fireballs aren't always like accurate, and yeah. he has to sort of slow down every now and then, <laughs>
0: and he has to g- get, stop the game and pee all the time, and especially
2: for a character whose main thing is that he jumps, <laughs> and so every time yeah. he jumps, he goes oh,
0: Ow! Yeah. every time, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Instead of the fun sounds he makes, shit, <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> he lands
0: my knee. <laughs>
1: oh man, and he has to go get his uh,
0: his, uh, his son. State checked. He has to get his pro- Or Mario's son is a DJ. Oh, like, that God. feels very current. Yeah, mm. and he has to make it to his son's show.
1: Why are you going not to get a proper job like me? <laughs> I am a plumber.
0: <laughs> Do you remember the? Um, the, the cartoon the mario brothers cartoon
1: yeah
2: i kind of prefer the deep voiced mario to the new this one yeah, yeah
0: what is that it's, what is he it's weird it is weird why does this they... guy low testosterone
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe that could be a, a mario game that you have to give mario <laughs> testosterone injections
2: you're right because what was it before what was it was, it was it was like it was captain lou albano played it so it was just like a gruff
1: and he was like the al- the ultimate alpha male, Captain yeah. The new Albano.
2: He was just a, a cool, yeah. gruff older man.
1: Yeah, now Mario talks like this. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. It yeah. What if they made a new Super Mario movie? Because they they sort of brush that one with uh, John Leguizamo and uh, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper sort of they brush it from history. Mm. What if they made a new Mario Brothers movie? where Super Mario, and just hear me out here, is played by Italian singer Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> wow. So he sings as he jumps and throws fireballs and rescues the princess.
0: I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Get all the four tenors in there. Well, Pavarotti could be uh, Koopa, King Koopa, Bowser or whatever. Can, so yeah.
1: they'd have to... I guess use footage of Pavarotti when he was still
0: alive. It would sure, be like a, a, a
1: Scatman Hatman situation. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah, Pavarotti <laughs> is Bowser. Uh, who
2: else was there?
0: Placido Domingo. Placido Domingo could be Luigi. Yep. And who was the? F- what was it? It was like a smaller guy. It was the fourth? Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> there was a le- there was like the one loser of the four tenors who no one knew. Who that mean? would be the Toad. And that's Toad. Oh my
1: God! This thing
2: writes itself.
1: It was, um, yeah.
2: I'll get on the phone with Shigeru Miyamoto right now. I met him at oh, E3. Really? Yeah. And uh, he said, if you ever have any Mario ideas, just let me know. We're pretty much just open for submissions right now.
0: Well, I'm surprised. I would have thought it was more of a in-house thing.
2: No, they're like, you know, we've we've been doing this for so long, we just need some fresh eyes. So, like, anybody... Who has an idea for a different Mario? Just like send me an email. That's so cool of them. Yeah. So uh, Jose
0: Carreras. There we go. Jose Carreras. He's Toad. <laughs> you know what's funny? Speaking of submissions. <laughs> oh, speaking of submissions, uh, I remember this being a thing. Uh, I saw there was a video when in the early nineties. Star Trek The Next Generation was so big. And, and in Toronto, weirdly, I remember like reading this thing that it was particularly big here in a weird way. Hmm. And on Rogers Cable 10, there was a community access show by these two Star Trek-obsessed dudes. And they take calls and answer questions and stuff. And I've watched some clips on YouTube. It's so good. But someone called in, sort of like, I'm going to submit a script to Next Generation, and wondering how to do it, and they gave all this info. So I guess that was a thing in the '90s. Like these nerds would be like trying to write, submit scripts to Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh wow! Could you imagine?
2: I guess, I guess there was no real. Like place to publish your fan fiction back Absolutely. then. Absolutely. it's a to mail you, it
1: right was, to... Good for
2: them, honestly. Like, yeah, I think so that's, too. That's, that's so much more ambitious than just putting a fanfic up there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to send it to the producer yeah. of Star Trek so I can write on the show instead yeah. of just be like, oh, I want some other weirdos to know how much I want <laughs> yeah. fucking Beverly Crusher to suck off Picard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think... That's a good. Qu- Do you think Crusher and Picard had a thing? <laughs> I think that, they never really dressed it, but you wondered.
2: I think that they did before, like on Earth, before they uh, took off. And they're kind of like they used to be. They tried it out; it didn't really work, but they kind of have that in their past
0: because they always used to have breakfast together. And I remember in a later in a later episode, Picard sort of um, gets close with a new woman who mm. was pretty attractive, actually. And he, it was almost like Crusher had to give her blessings. He almost said she almost had to be like, okay, okay. So I wonder if occasionally here and there they got it on still.
2: I think, like, I would think that if you're Picard, like, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you still what, have to have take, romance in your yeah, life. You're gonna take what's available. Women love
0: him, do you, right? And, and you know that that was a lot of they do, they do. He's got a, like an eighty year old younger wife or something, yeah. And they never really locked down, too, what was going on with Troy and Riker. Like, we knew they dated. Yeah. But there's a lot of just, like, loose, casual relationships. Does Worf ever get... Have sex on he the show. He ends up with Deanna Troy. Well, because he has wow. a kid, so he did yeah. it some. Point. Oh, he has a kid, and the kid is sucks. Like everyone, it's like a joke of the show. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, worst kid, so annoying."
1: Is his kid like obnoxious, or does, is he yeah. on the spectrum as
2: that everyone says these? Kids? <laughs> I honestly barely watched the show. The only <laughs> episodes that I can vividly remember are the ones where they all are addicted to a video game that they put on their yes. eyes they and oh. shoot a disc into a cone. And the game
0: is so bullshit. It's like an eighties <laughs> game where there's just a weird cone and a ball goes in the cone. Yeah. And yeah. it looks like something on MS DOS in like 1990. Yeah. Wow. And this is like 500 years from now. And they're all like, Oh Wow. <laughs> They all get addicted to this game, and it fucks with their heads.
1: Have you ever seen that movie? I think it was a Nintendo tie-in movie. Is it The the Wizard? Yes. Fred Savage? Yes. Is that about Mario? What is it about? Yes.
2: It's about uh, Fred Savage takes his uh, little brother, who is very deep on the spectrum, (laughs) across the country to compete in a video game tournament, Right. and then they somehow are like hustling people at arcades on the way? <laughs> okay. But like yeah, that's it's kids it's a kid taking care of a mentally challenged kid on the road right. committing crimes to get to a, a video game tournament. So kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde type thing? Yeah. And I believe
0: that movie introduced Mario 3 and the power glove. Mhm. Mike, are you aware of the Power Glove?
1: Yeah, I had friends who had the Power Glove, and it you never seemed rich. to really work properly. It was it a, cost a lot of money. I think it was a dumb bomb.
2: Yeah, it was like a, a pretty stupid periphery <laughs> that they just...
1: It was for like one game, right? Like you could play volleyball with the glove?
0: But you couldn't... I don't even think you could move it around like a Wii remote. Like no. I think you had to kind of the- like... There was a keyboard on it or something.
1: Yeah, like you would
2: have to use one hand to push the buttons on your other hand, which is not... (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's like, why not just use a damn controller?
2: You know, power. the power glove. Power glove. No glove, no love. They really, back in those days, were shameless about promoting things to kids as like giving them power. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Yeah. Rise to power. Uh, he Man famously had the power.
1: Well, you're, you're right. When he would hold up his sword, it's, he would declare. That
2: is why they. That is why they made him say that. Is because they knew that little boys wanted to have power, power over, yeah. over people, and so a guy who straight up said, <laughs> "I have power," they knew that he, they would want to buy. Yeah, that.
0: little boys would love to control everything, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. yeah, create. A- there is a really good sci-fi short story I read that The Simpsons <laughs> parodied. Remember the Simpsons Halloween one where Bart can do anything with his mind and they all have to be like, oh.
1: Oh, that's from a Twilight Zone thing, isn't it?
0: Oh, uh, well, maybe as well. I read a short story. Maybe the Twilight Zone is based on the short story too. But, uh, yeah, that's a wild idea that there's one super powerful person who can do anything with his mind. I'd love to be in that (laughs) position. Do Do you think you'd become a monster if you could do anything you wanted with your mind? Do you think you'd stay good? Or do you think you'd just be like, fuck it, and become a monster? Like become mean i
1: think you would
2: become a monster like Bitar- maybe like you would start like a a little bit of a monster i think you would you would be like well i'm just yeah. gonna do one mean thing to one person yeah and after you're like oh I, I can't suffer any consequences i think it would be is there a city you would destroy oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> you're right montreal oh, okay <laughs> too many stairs
0: Oh, you're right. A lot of those outdoor stairs yeah. and those apartment buildings—yeah, terrible in the ice. Enough of it over there. Yeah, I think you're dead right. I think if I had super like powers like that, I would try to be like, "Don't, guys, don't worry. Don't you don't have to treat me differently just because I can do anything with my mind? It's totally fine." And then I'd get jealous at someone or someone's success, or like mad at someone for being rude. And then I'd probably let one slip and be like, "Oh, yeah. you know, that was different." And then it would start down a whole road. If yep. I
1: had power, yeah, there would probably be no other comedians left in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh...
2: that's really funny. Just the idea of somebody doing stand up and everyone sitting yeah. there laughing because they know. Yeah, they, they, they don't. better Someone laugh them with their mind. <laughs> yeah, like if
0: I go, if I have that power and I'm auditioning for a commercial, you better cast me or like.
1: It'd be funny if you had this power, but you still had to rely on hopefully getting cast in a a commercial.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You had the same the same goals as now.
1: (laughs) Oh man! Oh boy, we're having a great time. Um, Is there any other video game news you want to tell us about? Um, Maybe uh, video game trivia. You want to ask us some?
2: No, you know, new Assassin's Creed comes out every year. Right, still.
1: Uh, I don't right. know.
0: <laughs> I played one of those, and it didn't really do it for me. I
2: don't care for for it either.
1: Well, how about if we switch from talking about video games to playing a real game? Are you up for a game, Bryn? I love
2: games. That's my whole has established today. My whole thing. It's your whole thing. That's okay. his
0: thing, baby. It's time for the game. The game. The game. It's one of our. Super- Popular games—they always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game.
1: All right, Um, so this is a a fun game that we uh, you know we use it to to cool down after uh, a red hot interview with our guests. Things got heated there, yeah, it really did. It's a game of deception and trust, where um, I read out some names and some uh, plots of movies. Some of them are real, and some of them are fake, and you guys have to guess which is which. You know what? We should, We could have tailored this one to video games, had we thought of it. Well, we could have. Uh, what's that one where Matthew Broderick plays a hacker? War Games. War Games. Oh, I don't remember that. Remember the remember <clears throat> the movie called Hackers?
2: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Any movies from the 90s where people use the computer is, like, very funny. Yes. It's like, did they... Just make a CG menu to replicate. Like the idea was, you know, not the average viewer is not going to know what a computer looks like, so we better make it like <laughs> pretty simple for them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. You know
2: that, like, like everyone knew <laughs> that's not how my computer looks when I turn it on. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um. So, Mike, I okay. Let's. This so is great. We go. So, uh, yeah. Guess is, is this real or is this fake? Movie number one is called. The baby, right, nineteen seventy-three. A social worker discovers her new clients have a bizarre secret. The baby of the family, whose name is Baby, is actually a grown man who hasn't been allowed to develop mentally past infancy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> When's this one from?
1: Uh, the baby, nineteen
2: seventy-three. Ooh, I'm gonna guess that that's real because that seems like the kind of like gritty seventies like. We're talking about real things like Watergate, uh, yeah. Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, we're really like tearing tearing down the walls of artifice here and showing <laughs> you a real baby. <laughs> so Whoa. I say real. Okay, I'm gonna
0: say that's fake, but I I love the idea.
1: Well, the truth is, this movie is real. What? So uh, congratulations, the baby.
0: Yeah. So she goes to someone's house and someone's like, "I'm a baby," and he's forty. He's
1: like, "I have never." Uh, My brain doesn't work. Wow. (laughs) And that baby went on to play Baby Herman in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, All right. Movie number two. Not true. He's animated. Is uh, called Special Occasion, 1987. When Steve, a schlubby garbage man, finds a discarded tuxedo, he sneaks his way into high society and marries an heiress. So Steve finds his way into what? Uh, I'll read it again. Special occasion, in 1987. When Steve, a schlubby garbage man, finds a discarded tuxedo, <laughs> he sneaks his way into high society and marries an heiress. Oh,
0: that is actually very similar to the Frank D'Angelo movie plot, <laughs> uh, Big Fat Stone, where wow. he, where a, 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 sort of a homeless Frank D'Angelo finds a big diamond. Anyway.
1: Homeless I, Frank D'Angelo. I think it's
2: false because like i know in that time in the 80s there were a lot of like passing as something else movies but they were more extreme
1: trading places uh, just one of big. the guys where there's oh. a
2: woman who t- pretends to be a guy for in- to be in high school t- to get be taken seriously it <laughs> ends with her showing her boobs <laughs> oh,
0: triumphantly shit. I've seen that movie <laughs> I just remember that and when she shows her boobs it's so like <laughs> yeah, it's what the guy's
2: it's like because like, he's right. like Look, I know that you're you're a guy and you're maybe you're gay or something and that's why you're acting this way towards me and she's like oh yeah and then she just rips her shirt away and it's wow. not
0: the movie's not like that like very clearly the studio or something was like we gotta show a boobs
1: the, the movie's testing poorly with audiences we need yeah. her to show the boobs it was okay. I've clearly that's such such a
0: great call! I clearly remember exactly. the
2: Same year, there's a movie called Soul Man. Right. Which is yeah. oh, is that with very, Chris? Very problematic. Uh, where a guy <laughs> to get into Harvard uh, pretends to be oh, black.
1: Oh, <laughs> so, I'm, well, the way <laughs> things are going these days, right, with political correctness. Uh.
2: So, because those two movies exist, <gasps> I'm gonna say oh. this one's false. Because, like, how is it going to compete with that?
1: Right. Um, I'll say real. Okay, so it is a false movie. Special damn, occasion is not real. Damn, damn! I thought if Frank D'Angelo had the idea, I wonder if um, who are the actresses in trouble for trying to get their kids into Harvard? And oh, Lori Loughlin, if that was like a part of the case, like they tried to paint their kids a oh, different color to get into Harvard. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. <laughs> How hard that you would be
2: canceled for doing this right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay, the next movie is called The Ghost in the Invisible Bikini. Oh! 1966. A corpse has 24 hours to mastermind a good deed without leaving his crypt to go up there and have his youth restored. Sorry to say, I've seen this movie.
0: Are you... Kidding. All right. I, well, I'll tell you, I was going to say fake 100% because of the word corpse because that seems like a word you'd make
2: up <laughs> no, Okay, it's, it's. I can't believe it <laughs> uh, it begins with um, oh. it starts with like this woman being like um, talking about how someone's going to have to inherit her fortune or something after she dies and then a bus full of teens like partying to surf music just shows up and like bus breaks down at the haunted house and there's a bikini ghost
1: (laughs) and she uh you know uh quite a uh she is a looker
2: but wait she's wearing an invisible bikini the bikini is like it's like a green screen bikini so it's like um they just like Cut that out, and they make oh. it like, like weird psychedelic patterns and like. Oh, okay. Because uh, I goodness. mean,
0: I would have thought. I just thought. So, does she appear just. naked?
2: No, just her, uh. her her breasts and vagina are just airbrushed <laughs> out completely. <laughs> 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 Scary stuff. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, the next movie, uh, "The Crinkler" from 1981. A town is terrorized by a mysterious killer who uses wrapping paper to strangle the life out of his victims.
0: (laughs) I think that's fake. I think it's fake, too.
1: (laughs) It's a fake movie.
0: (laughs) That's good, though. The crinkler. What's that noise? It's nothing, babe. Just keep making out with me. No, I hear, like, is that crinkling? Is someone wrapping a present? No, babe, come on. We're we're going steady.
2: And he kills him.
1: Alright, the next one, this is, are you guys are you having fun? Yeah. Yeah. Right, you're doing I, well. I, ap-
2: I apologize for having seen Ghosts in the Invisible Bikini. No, Mike, you're doing
0: really well. My oh, my when I did it last time, I really bombed. So this is huge. You're this, saving the game.
1: This one, another horror movie, uh Werewolves on Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> From the year 1971. A biker gang visits a monastery where they encounter black robed monks engaged in worshiping Satan when the monks try to persuade one of the female bikers to become a satanic sacrifice the bikers smash up the monastery and leave the monks have the last laugh though as helen the woman they left behind as a result of these satanic rituals is now possessed and at night changes into a werewolf with dire results for the biker gang (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna guess real
0: me too just cuz it's almost 2. <laughs> There's fucked. so much going on there. Yeah, like if you came up with that I'm impressed. You're both right, it's a real
1: flick. Wow. 1971. Title alone though I would have said no way. Right. Um and uh, let's just do one last one. Who's what's the score right now? Who's uh, Let's say it's tied. All. Yeah, it was, yeah. All right, it's tied. Uh this one is Feast for the Heart 2001. <laughs> Sad and angry after her marriage breaks down, Lily goes to India to join the circus. When she falls in love with an acrobat, she discovers that joy never dies. <laughs> What's it called? Two-
2: Feast for the Heart? Feast for the Heart.
1: 2001. This is Same year as
2: 9 yeah, 11. Famously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, let's see. 9 11, were people interested in. A Feast for the Heart at that time.
2: I think that is... It really brought everyone back together, I would
1: think. I think it's real. I'm going to say fake, but I don't know why. This is a 100% fake film. Oh, Uh, my God. Feast for the Heart. Damn it. So, Bryn, you're the champion. Now you get to do anything you want to James. Oh, (laughs) he's
0: right. Go to a VR cafe. Yay! (laughs) Hey, by the way, before we go, Bryn, did you notice that Mike is wearing a body paint suit?
1: Oh, shit. See? You couldn't tell, could you? Now I but, see it. Let yeah. me twirl around here. <laughs> His <laughs> anus is visible. Yeah? Oh, God.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now uh, that you point it out. Yeah? Uh, thanks yeah. a lot, James, for spoiling well, my sorry. perfect disguise.
0: It's like a magic eye puzzle. Once you see it, you can't unsee
1: it. Oh boy! Oh well, boy, indeed. Bryn, thank you so much for joining us and giving us the latest information on video games. That's mostly what we talked about. Yes, yeah.
0: Bryn. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this podcast gets picked up by Kotaku or something, mm-hmm. because the n- amount of info we gave uh, gamer heads is truly wild. Yeah. Uh, Bryn, right. thank you so much for coming, man. Thanks for having me. If you, you, you want to
1: plug before you leave,
0: honestly, no. Actually, there is one thing you want to plug before you leave. You want to plug in your video game system. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.